Good afternoon, everybody. This is Blake Ruby from San Antonio, the Reverend Blake Ruby also. Welcome to my show, The Church of the Soul's Evolution. Do you like that song? In my introduction, you should have been up dancing to it. I was. Next time you hear it, please get up and dance to it. You know what it's called? It's called The Call of the Soul. Not The Call of the Wild, but The Call of the Soul. Yeah. With all the wars and killing we've had in our past, the time is always right for some spirituality, some truth regarding who we are and why we're here, and are we alone in the universe? Anybody disagree with that? I've got some interesting news to tell you. Here in San Antonio, today, I noticed when I came outside in my enclosed patio that behind our backyard, the sun was setting. Now, I didn't recall at that same time I was out here last Saturday that I saw the sun. So I just had to check on the internet. The sun set today at 5.39 p.m. But last week, seven days ago, here in San Antonio, Texas, the sun set eight minutes earlier. Does that mean anything to you? Do you care when the sun sets and when the sun rises? Are you aware that we're actually revolving around the sun, rotating on our axis, and that we are in a different place in our revolution around the sun than what we were a week ago? Isn't that amazing? That power that rotates our planet at approximately 600 miles an hour and revolves it around itself, the sun, at approximately 10,000 miles an hour, is a power that is perfect. It's not like the electricity in the power grid. It's not like an automobile that breaks down sometimes. It's not like an appliance that you have that will break down maybe if you use it well and don't abuse it for 10, 15 years, a stove, a refrigerator, a dishwasher, a washing machine, a drying machine, ultimately they break down. But this power has been revolving planet Earth around the sun and rotating it on its axis. So we have the four seasons here on Earth and on the planet without any glitches, without any problems or issues, like clockwork, day in and day out. All that power, courtesy of the Supreme Creator of the universe. And that's just our solar system. Among how many in the Milky Way galaxy? Well, take a look up in the evening sky at all those suns up there. Call them stars if you want to, but they're still suns. In fact, I guarantee you, I 100% guarantee you for certain, absolutely certain, no doubt in my mind, I can tell you I don't believe, I know that each one of those suns up there is a separate solar system. Can you dig it? And each one of those 
galaxies that you might be fortunate enough to see out there is also being rotated and revolved around the center of the universe, courtesy of the supreme and great and wonderful, the omnipotent and omniscient creator of the universe. Isn't that amazing? Hey, creator, God, are you out there? I hear you. I just wanted to say, maybe I can say it better in a song. Hey, God, don't you know that I love you? You are awesome. You can move mountains. Our God is awesome. He can move mountains. Keep me in the valley. Hide me from the rain. Our God is awesome. Heals me when I'm broken. Strength where I've been weakened. Forever he will reign. And that's forever. Can you dig it? Got to take a drink of water here. I was doing a little singing before my radio show because I have to practice my songs. I love my songs that I know that I've learned over the years, my friend. These songs I've learned mainly because once upon a time, I used to go down and sing for the Wounded Warriors on Fort Sam Houston. Once a month, going back to October of 2013, And that really was one of the best things that I did in my life. A very rewarding experience. I would go down there. They would usually have some people that would come in to provide lunch for the wounded warriors. And that was back when we were still pretty active in Afghanistan and Iraq, too. So there's a lot of people around now. It's like a ghost town. Last time I was there because, you know, we get out of Afghanistan and Iraq. And there's not that many wounded warriors in the transition battalion there. They have this center called the Warrior and Family Support Center. I remember going there throughout the years, and it was a very nice experience. They would always be decorated on the outside and on the inside with the decorations of the season, whatever it was, you know, whether it was Halloween or Christmas or Easter or any single event that you can think of throughout the year, they had the decorations because they had a pretty big budget. You know, they had a lot of money from people who were willing to, besides what the army gave them and the, well, the military, actually all the forces, but other people wanted to donate to the wounded warriors to look after the wounded warriors. So I'd go in there and it would be a very relaxed atmosphere. I'd set my equipment up and I would start singing, usually when they started serving lunch around 11.30. And most times I would go on to 1 o'clock. And I would sometimes take requests. People pretty much knew a lot of the songs that I sang. But I'd always learn new ones, you know. So presently I have a repertoire of approximately 100 and 
30 songs that I learned, songs that deal with God, nature, and love, and issues that we're going through. You know, I even have a song about this guy who cheats on his wife and his girlfriend. I mean, he needs a second chance, you know. He loves his either wife or girlfriend, and and it was just a one-time mistake. And, you know, she was willing, and that's all there is to say. And please forgive me and forget about the past. Why can't you forget about the past, you know? Why can't you forget about the past, my friend? Hmm? Why can't you? Are you living in the past, huh? I think I am sometimes. Or are you living in the eternal present moment of now, right now, right now, yeah. I mean, the sun rises, or it seems to anyway, and the sun sets. You know, the planet Earth is rotating on its axis, and therefore we have a sunset and the sunrise. Isn't that amazing? Courtesy of God, the Creator. Half a day of light and half a day of darkness. Isn't that wonderful? I think I've got to sing a song now. It's a wonderful world. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue, as I do right now, and clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the what rainbow, so pretty in the sky. Anyway, I love that song, don't you? It's a great song by Louis Armstrong. Well, there's another one, too. It goes like this. Somewhere over the rainbow, way up high, there's a place that I heard of once in a lullaby. Somewhere over the rainbow, skies are blue. And the dreams that you dream of really do come true. Someday I'll wish upon a star and wake up with the clouds far behind me where troubles melt like lemon drops way above the chimney tops. That's where you'll find me. Somewhere over the rainbow. That's a nice song. Anyway, so it's getting dark right now. Remember, please, to go outside tonight. Look up at those suns, call them stars or suns, whatever you want, that are up there in the evening sky and think about all the life that's out there, a universe teeming with life. Why? Because if all this life here on Earth happened by accident, Logically, if you have a logical mind, I think most people do. People pride themselves on their intelligence. 
logically, there could be life that happened by accident anywhere in the universe, unless you think there's no more planets out there, there's just suns. Oh, that's not the good way to think, my friends. Perhaps maybe a young child might think that way because their intellect is not developed. No offense intended, okay? You're so sensitive, my God. And you know, we are all co-creator gods in the making. After this life, I mean, I'm frightened to die. I'm telling you the truth. I don't think there's anybody, regardless of what they say, who isn't frightened to die and leave all of this behind. I mean, all this development, all the years that you have invested in yourself, all the good times, the laughter, the friends, the family. And it's such a dangerous place it can be, right? The highways and byways that we travel nowadays. So dangerous. People are dying on the road all the time. But you know what? We just have to have a prayer on our lips asking for protection. We could die in our sleep. And then we leave our friends behind. We go on to another existence, my friends, an afterlife, if you will. We transition to that spirit land. Yeah, because we are spirits. We are spirits in the material world. Now, if you don't believe that, go ahead and call BBS Radio right now, and we'll have a nice, friendly debate as to whether or not the spirit exists. I let you have a spirit in your body, and you have a soul, which is like the brain to the physical body. And the soul, my friends, has all the memories of your past lives. Yes, I would be willing to bet that a lot of you have many past lives. There are some old souls here on planet Earth nowadays. Yes, it's true. And there are some young souls, too. People that are caught up in competition. Well, I am, too. You have to admit that competition has its benefits, you know, growing up going through schools. It's a way to grow. You know, I was, I was on the high school baseball team when I moved to Guadalajara, Mexico with my parents back in 1971. I graduated from the American high school there. I played baseball in my junior and senior years. And I'm proud to say that in my senior year, I batted 289. That's a pretty respectable batting average, you know. And I pitched too. I played second base, third base. I started off, but it was hard for me all the time to make that throw from third base to first base. So I played second base. I was a starter. And I also pitched. And I won three games and lost one. I had a pretty good pitch. I had a good sidearm pitch and a good fastball. My sidearm kind of dropped. It was like a curveball. And I was pretty accurate. Growing up in Canada, in Ottawa mainly, 
when I was there from 1968 to 1971, I had some friends and we used to play football in the summertime. We play hockey in the wintertime. We played street hockey. Sometimes they had a, a rink, you know, like a pond with water and they it would um, allow some people to skate around for a few weeks out of the year, but mainly street hockey, you know, and we would sometimes just play with ourselves and uh, shoot the rubber puck or real puck at the net, you know, and I had a really good slap shot and a good wrist shot, really good wrist shot too. I mean, I could hit a slap shot from center ice over the board, you know, down over the net, easy. I did a lot of times. Hold on, please. I had to let the dog, well, the dog came in, but opened the door, so I had to close the door because I've got the TV going on in there. Pretty, uh, no secluded. I'm alone here in the enclosed patio, and that's the way I want it to be, you know, with my show. So, how are you doing? I hope you're doing all right, wherever you are around the world, maybe um, in Japan or China or Russia or Australia or New Zealand or maybe South America and Argentina. I've got a good friend, Roman, out there. And I've got a friend in Mexico, Javier Orozco. Shout out to all my friends out there listening in Canada. Maybe somebody in Canada knew me once upon a time. You know, you can find somebody on the Internet really easily. Just put their name in there. Maybe somebody over in England. I've got lots of relatives in England. You know what I'm saying? My parents were English. They spoke like this, but unfortunately, I was born in Canada, so I never learned to speak like they did. And my mother's mother was Irish. So I can speak a little bit of Irish too, lad. Yes. I woke up this morning, I had a shower, and I used Irish spring soap. Irish spring soap is my preferred soap because it smells so good. And then I came down and I had a bowl of Lucky Charms cereal. Lucky Charms is so magically delicious. Yes, indeed. Yes, I'm Irish. But then I got a little bit of Scottish too in me, you know. I could speak Scot, yeah, because uh, I've got some relatives in Scotland, you know. And Scotty in Star Trek. You remember I used to say to Cotton Kirk, Cotton Kirk, give me all the power I've got. I ain't got no more, you know. I'm sorry, Captain. You want more power, you have to come and get yourself, you know. And then German, you know, Germany. People might be listening in Germany or maybe Italy or maybe Spain or France, you know. How about anybody out there speak French? I speak a little bit of French, my friends, because I was born and raised in Canada. And it is mandatory to study French in high school. You know what I'm saying? So I learned, the first thing I learned was to speak uh, the numbers in French. You know, I count from 1 to 20. And the 3, 4, 5, There you go, 1 to 20 in French in 5 seconds. You think you can do that? I don't think you can. Anyway, I'm just joking around with you. 
And then I know a little bit of German. I spy drei, vier, fünf, sechs, sieben, acht, neun, zehn, one to ten in German. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez. Dir ich dort bet ash. Dir ich uch alte dorsch bet. That's Turkish. I couldn't remember. It's been a while, but I'm going to. I'm going to treat you to a singing of the Tur- Turkish national anthem. The Turkish national anthem. Okay, now I'm interested. Bir iki uç dört beş altı yedi sekiz okuz don. There you go. One to ten in Turkish. I got it. I got it. The Turkish national anthem. Here we go. Korkma son mez bu şafak. Larda yüzen alsancak Sonmeden yurdumun üstünde Tüsenen son ocak o benim milletimin Yıldızıdır parlayacak o benim Dir o benim milletimin Dir ancak The first verse of the Turkish National Anthem, my friends, there you go. Yes, on my show, I talk about anything and everything, you know. It's cool, though, isn't it? You know what I'm saying? It's all right. So look up at those stars tonight, my friends. Think of all the life out there. Like I said, if it happened by accident here on planet Earth, then you know there's a lot of other planets out there, right? Right? Anybody who's keeping track of the Kepler Space Telescope? Who's interested? If you're not interested, well, you probably, I don't know. Why wouldn't you be interested, man, woman? Or maybe the James Webb Space Telescope, they're discovering planets every day. Do you trust the astronomers that we have? Everything that we've discovered, all the discovery of the Hubble Space Telescope. Do you believe in them? Tell me, damn it. Do you believe in them or not? Well, then there are planets out there. You know where I got that? From the uh, Christmas Carol, Scrooge. Jacob Marley shows up, right? Scrooge in there. Scrooge comes walking into the room with his chains and sits down. And Scrooge says, oh, I don't believe in you. You could be the result of a little piece of bad meat or uh, an underdone piece of potato. And Jacob Marley says, damn it, man, do you believe in me or not? I do, I do, I do. I'm sorry. Don't get angry at me. Well, you will be visited by three ghosts tonight, my friend. At the strike of one, you'll be visited by the ghost of Christmas past. Any scrooges out there? You know, the best part about A Christmas Carol, I love it. I just love watching the last part when he's converted. And all of a sudden, you know, he's dancing around. I'm as giddy as a boy. I'm as light as a feather. I'm so happy. I'm alive. I'm alive. Thank you, God. Oh, Oh, it's visited by three ghosts of Christmas past. Oh, they tell me how he's saying it's, it's wonderful. And he opens up the window. He sees a boy running by. Boy, boy, hey. What day is it? Why, it's Christmas Day, of course. Oh, it's not too late. I made it. Oh, thank God. Say, you know the, the local butcher shop, the, the big turkey that they have hanging there? Well, I should hope so. Well, go buy it. Corker. No, I mean, go get him. Go tell the butcher to bring it here. I'll pay for it. You'll come here with the butcher and that turkey. I'll give you a shilling. If you come in less than five minutes, I'll give you half a crown. Oh, and he goes running off. And then he goes and goes to um, his uh, uncle's, no, 
his uh, nephew's place, right? And they're having dinner. He's already been invited. Well, when the nephew came and invited them to lunch, he said, bah, humbug. He didn't want to. You know, that was back when he was mean and nasty, you know. And so he goes and he, he dines with them and he looks at them. And there's his, um, his uh, nephew's daughter. Or, no, his uh, wife, right. And uh, when he's in his former self, he says, why did you get married to her? Because we fell in love. <laughs> because you fell in love. Oh, oh, come. But then he changes and he looks at her, you know, and could you ever forgive a old pig-headed fool all these years for not having eyes to see and ears to hear? And she looks at him and says, oh, Uncle, yes, I love you so much. And oh, it's a great ending. But then the last part is when he goes back to the office the following morning. Bob Cratchit's a little bit late as usual. He comes in and he tries to sneak by, you know, get to his desk. And Scrooge says, Cratchit, come here. What's the idea of getting here late? And Cratchit says, yes. Uh, no, sir, I'm a little bit behind my time. I'm sorry, it won't be repeated. It only happens once a year. I was making rather merry of myself yesterday. And Scrooge says, I know, well, I tell you what, this kind of thing won't be tolerated. Therefore, therefore, I'm going to raise your salary. <laughs> and the look on Bob Cratchit's face is like, it's uh, great, you know, it's... Um, Stellar, you know, and so he helps to raise Tiny Tim, who otherwise wouldn't have made it. You know, he wouldn't have survived without Scrooge's help. And then they say in the end, and Scrooge became the man he said he was. You know, he knew how to keep Christmas, and he became even better than the word he said he was going to. He became even better than what he said he was going to, and he, he knew how to hold Christmas in a special way. All the people of the town loved him, and they knew him and respected him and loved him. Anyway. So that was a Christmas, my favorite movies, you know, and I can remember when I was young, just a boy growing up in Canada, I used to watch that movie. And my favorite version was the 1951 version, Alistair Sims played Scrooge, and it was great. Yeah. But going back to the planets out there that have life, right? So anybody want to disagree that logically... There could be, there has to be life out there because if it happened by accident here, it could happen by accident elsewhere, right? But if there is a creator, and we know there is, I know there is. If there is a creator who is powerful and knowledgeable, who is omnipotent and omniscient, magical enough to create all this life on earth, all the different types of bodies and over a million types of insects, over 30,000 types of fish in the oceans, seas, rivers, and lakes, over 10,000 types of birds and reptiles, over 9,000 types of amphibians, and over 5,000 types of mammals, and logically that creator would have the power and the knowledge to create either the same or different life elsewhere, anywhere, in the universe. Am I right or am I wrong?
You see, we don't need E.T. to land in our backyard. That would uh, be nice, you know? Probably freak us out. We wouldn't be the same. We couldn't keep that secret to ourselves. And then the next thing you know, we'd be ostracized by people, banded, banned. You know, they wouldn't believe us. We're crazy, you know? It's happened to so many people. And then maybe you'd be out of a job and not making the same kind of money. They know that, you know? Plus... As I mentioned in previous shows, they know that if they were to land in Washington, D.C., they'd be surrounded by M1 tanks and jeeps with or Humvees with machine guns on the top and police with weapons drawn and automatic weapons. And, and somebody with an itchy trigger finger might just send a bullet their way, you know? Wouldn't that be kind of a turn-off for them, you know, to try to help us, you know, because we need help. All these wars we've had in our past, who can deny that? Any logical, sane person knows that we're a warlike, ferocious species, right? All the killing. How many people died in World War II alone? Think of the Jews, and I'm Jewish. Hey, I'm proud of it, and I'm not afraid to admit that I'm part Jewish. 8% European Jewish. I had my DNA done recently. And I'm proud to think that maybe one one time in the past I existed in a previous life or my ancestry goes all the way back to Israel all those thousands of years ago. Yeah, all of our ancestry goes back, you know. You can trace your family tree back thousands of years. If we knew, if we had the knowledge, we could, right? That's logical. I've only been able to trace my family tree back to the London area, 1610. That's all. I've, I have a, a relative in England who put the work in and found out that our family tree went all the way back to 1610, and then he couldn't find out anything before that. Why did they persecute the Jews, I tell you? I've said this before. You want to hear it again? Because the Jewish people, their ancestry, the first ones here on Earth, came from a planet in our Milky Way galaxy. Believe it or not, once you have achieved the technology, then you'll want to go exploring throughout the universe, my friends. And don't you know we are making steps in that area? Into the future, we plan to go to Mars. So just think a little bit beyond that. So it's not inconceivable to think that one day we'll be exploring other solar systems and other galaxies, right? So why then would it be hard to think that we've been visited by other species before in the past who just wanted to come and see this beautiful planet, this jewel of a planet, cobalt blue, full of Life teeming with life, just a veritable paradise, right? Just like there's so many different forms of life here on Earth. It's amazing. And I know there are. I'll tell you this. Take it from me, the Reverend Blake Ruby, or just from Blake Ruby, that there are many, 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 many other Earth-like planets out there in the universe. Yes, would I 
tell you a lie? No, I don't lie about this. How do I know? Um, because I know these things. God talks to me and tells me. I heard God's voice before. Seriously, I heard God's voice. You know what it said? It said, I am. It was a booming voice. Just booming. Yet, I think only I could hear it. I don't know if other people could hear it. And that's cool, you know. I'm on board with that, you know. I can dig it, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm a child of God. How about you? Anybody out there a child of God? There's no only sons and daughters. Sorry to burst the bubble with anybody out there unless you think that you don't have a mother and father in heaven. And besides, if you had, all that we would require, all it would require would be a little bit of intelligence, my friend, to remember what Jesus said when he led us into how to pray, saying, Our Father. And you can't say Our Father unless Jesus is our brother. Right? Our Father. We are all brothers and sisters. Take away the physical bodies. We're all brothers and sisters in spirit. We are one. We are one of a whole. We were created. We existed before we were born. That's right. Do you remember when you were born? Well, you probably don't remember your pre-existence in the spirit world because we are spirits. Just like the great police said, I can't... Help but repeating myself, my friend, sometimes it just goes naturally with what I'm talking about. You know, we are spirits in the material world. But true, what Madonna said also, the material world, you know, she said, what really turns her on is the guy that saves his pennies. You know, what she wanted back then in the 80s was somebody who was wealthy enough to take her out and wine and dine her and give her a lot of money, you know, buy her jewelry and thousands of dollars on her. I would, too, if I had that money. Anybody out there want to give me a million dollars? That would be cool. Or maybe build me a church if you think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. I know I'm a rock star. I could rock the church just like I'm rocking the radio show right now. I am a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself, too, you know. And you are also. You've got a gift, you know. My gift, I've been discovering my gift, but each and every human being on planet Earth has a gift, my friend. I guarantee it. It may be small, it may be large, it may be hidden, maybe you don't know what it is, maybe you'll discover it later, but everybody has something special given to them. How am I doing on time? 6.36. And I've been cultivating my gift over the years. Singing is what I do. Also, I'm good at reading out loud. And those ETs that are out there, by the way. Oh, I know so much. I'll tell you what. I could talk for hours. With a break here and there, of course. You know, some politicians can do that. They call that filibustering, right? 
So these ETs, and they might be listening to me right now, you know, if I was an extraterrestrial, I would take interest in me, interest in me because I can safely say that I am an advanced soul. I don't remember my past lives. Why? Because we were hardwired when we were born into this world to forget our past lives, to forget our pre-existence. We went through what is known as the river of oblivion, where the memories of our past lives were erased. Why? Because we were made to forget because this world is a, is a special learning environment. You see, planet Earth, also known as Mother Gaia, how many of you have heard that? Mother Gaia is a cosmic being in her own right. She is alive. All the plant life and animal life that live on Mother Gaia, when they die and all things die, they're reabsorbed into her spirit, if you will. She has an inner core that is molten and she too is going through an evolutionary process. Planet Earth, as I've said on other radio shows, is a category one planet on a scale of one to nine, one being the lowest and number nine being the highest. Now, my favorite book in the whole world is Abduction to the Ninth Planet. And if you haven't read that book, I would highly recommend it. It is a wonderful read. The author is extremely was. He passed away recently. May God bless his soul. He was just a very highly evolved man. In fact, they took him back when he visited their planet. These ETs picked him up and took him to their planet. And he was there for 10 days. Apparently, that's the length of time that you can stay on a more highly evolved planet before you die, and then you have to get back to your own level of evolutionary planet. And so you have one through nine with all these different levels of evolution in between. He went to their planet, and they took him on a trip. They, I think, supplemented uh, this. Besides using some meditation techniques, they gave him this special elixir that he took and it released his astral body and he traveled into the past and was able to see some of his previous lives where he was a fisherman and he was a queen, actually a female in another life, you know, which is a pretty common thing. You see nowadays people on this planet who are homosexual or gay, they have, in most cases, not all cases, the spirit of the opposite sex inside their body, so a male body would have a female spirit and vice versa. A female body would have a male spirit. And they come here for a purpose, you know, maybe in most cases to reduce some karmic debt for some injustice they did to a member of the opposite sex in the past life, or maybe to help make the world a better place. And it's a very difficult mission. That's why we should be very loving, you know, as long as they don't touch me. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding. I love everybody. I try to love everybody. We should be loving each other. I adore. I'm talking about, you know, platonic love. Sex, you know, they can do whatever they want to do behind closed doors as far as I'm concerned, you know. 
because it's all about freedom. And I'm very happy that the same-sex marriage law was passed the other day because, as I mentioned, it's all about freedom, freedom, freedom to do what you want to do, do things your way, do not have someone else impose their will upon you. You go to some other countries around the world like China, they impose their wills on people. They subjugate people. They oppress people. It's not good. Human beings aren't meant to live that way, and they will pay the price on Judgment Day. Whoever is responsible, I guarantee it. They will meet their creator, and they'll know that all, they'll know all the wrongs they did, all the injustices they did. But that's not really up to me to judge them. In the meantime, I'm going to try to love everybody and not judge people. I've got a co-worker. Her name is Kim Williams. She's a a very unique individual, suffice to say, and it's a long story. I won't go into all the details, but she is very intelligent. She's got a couple of master's degrees. And in her signature block in her email, for her emails, she says this underneath her signature block. Train your mind to see the good in everything. Train your, train your mind to see the good in everything. Positivity is a choice. The happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. And isn't that true, you know? And my mother also told me, if you don't have something nice to say about somebody, just don't say anything at all, you know? But whether homosexual or gay or transgender and transgender, you know, I really respect them. I understand it's an extremely difficult mission that they undertook to come here in this world, you know. But, and I've mentioned this on previous shows, the ETs, there's a lot of ETs out there who are almost like transgender, who are hermaphrodites, you know. They have both male and female sex. And that is such a cool thing, I think, because that's the way the creator of the universe wanted it, you know? It's all about loving each other, you know, and love is what makes the universe go around. God is about love. I know it sounds like that's played too much, but really, how many people can say out there that your love has grown, has grown over the years? Has your love grown? Have you grown? I know you've grown from babies, you know, and some of us are adults now and hope to live to be ripe old ages over 100 years old, maybe. Why not? You know, because every day is a gift. It's a blessing. I'm very grateful to be alive today. You know, a few times in my past without sounding complaining where I could have passed away, but my mother and father, God in heaven, on the sun, were good to me. How many of you really, really realize, actually realize, that heaven is the sun? I'm talking about, you know, we are human beings indigenous to our own solar system. We are beings, sentient beings, who are indigenous to our planet's atmosphere. But don't you know that the sun is the matrix for our solar system? The power that comes from the sun not only heats and lights all of the planets in our solar system, but 
also helps in rotating and revolving the planets around itself. And truly, all the suns of the universe are related like a network, you know. There's the great central sun of the universe. It is and forever will be the greatest and largest sun in the universe. There's the great central sun of the Milky Way galaxy, where the mother and father god of the galaxy live, you know. And they are incredible beings in their own right, you know. To stand in front of their presence would, would knock you over the glory and brilliance from their light, the power of their light would be almost impossible to withstand unless you had sufficiently prepared yourself for it, you know? Same with our mother and father of this sun, you know, the co-creator gods of this solar system. And ultimately, that's what we will be one day when you achieve those levels of perfection through the process of reincarnation, one life after the other, constantly honing your spirituality and achieving higher levels of evolution. You will get there. I guarantee it, my friends. I know that some people don't like to talk about these things or hear about these things, but hold on just a second. Would you prefer a planet in war all the time? One war after another, after another, after another. People being killed, women and children, the old, the infirmed the injustice, the cruelty of it, the unkindness of genocide that's gone on before in the past, the cowardice that exists among some people who just won't learn, the bullies, the tyrants, the dictators in this world. You turn on the TV, you see all those television shows out there full of violence, extreme violence. On the movies today, Good thing is, sometimes we've got movies like Avatar. Avatar is ahead of its time. James Cameron, the director, is an exceptional human being. Just a great man. May God bless him, you know, for making movies like that. Because I always talk about, especially at this time of the year, we're getting closer to Christmas, the Jesus who was born in Bethlehem and the Jesus, that, Jesus who died on the cross are two separate individuals. Now, those who have listened to my shows before in the past has, have heard me talk about this before. And it's a long story, and I don't have a lot of time right now. Instead of me explaining it to you, why don't you instead access the archives and BBS Radio, some of my old shows? Yeah. You know, someone asked me the other day, his name is Larry Dockstetterer. I can't even pronounce his last name, Doc Stetter, I think. He's at work, and he's a very good man. He gave this class last week that I participated in. And there's a man named John Maxwell who has these classes, these courses on public speaking. And he invited me, Larry did, to participate in this new course that they're offering Thursdays, beginning of February through April 23, at 6 o'clock for one hour to 7 o'clock. And they're going to talk about all kinds of things, work-related, you know, public speaking, whatever. But you know what? I thought to myself, would that man 
care to listen to my show. Some people, they just won't listen. I mean, I listen to a lot of people. I've learned from a lot of people. I've read their books. I've learned from them. But will anybody learn from me? Why should I learn from someone else? They don't learn from me. Why should I listen to someone else? They don't listen to me. Some people are just, they think they know everything. They can't think outside the box. And that's not, uh, I'm sorry to be unkind if I say that. Because that's the way some people are, and they need to change. With all due respect to them, all due respect to them, I understand that they are also co-creator gods in the making, whether they realize it or not. But really, when you have a conversation with somebody, or when you're being taught by them in a class, ideally you want it to be a two-way conversation, where they learn from you and you learn from them. Not just, you know, I'm telling you, this is the way it's, it is, you know, and there is no debate about it. This is what I say it is. This is what you should believe. And end the discussion. I don't say that. I'm free to espouse my own opinions on my own radio show. I've had guests before. And I've invited people to call and say whatever they want to say to me. You know, I encourage anyone to call and praise me. I do enjoy receiving compliments. I think it's wonderful. I think we should all compliment each other. That's one thing we don't do is praise each other enough. Christians will praise God, but will they praise each other? They should learn to praise each other more. I should do it myself a little bit more. Like, oh, you out there listening, you know, you're wonderful people, beautiful people. I see people every day in different walks of life, you know, I go to the grocery store, or I will go to my Toastmasters meeting like I did this morning, my wife gave a speech, you know, I got up there a couple of times, I'm getting to like it, you know, and I, I always have in the back of my mind, hey, I can talk for an hour on my radio show, you know, and it is so beneficial to be able to talk for an hour. I would recommend, I would suggest that anybody who has the money, of course, that get your own show on BBS radio because it's a great thing to be able to talk for an hour about whatever subject you want to, whatever you're passionate about, whether it's Christianity. I understand, I understand that we're all at our own walks of life. I mean, some people are older than me, and I'm older than probably a lot of people. I'm 68, you know, and there's one thing I know is that anybody who is older than someone else, they deserve respect, just like in other cultures around the world, in Japan, in Asian cultures, they respect their elders. Why? Because if I've lived one more day than you, that means I have more experience. I still respect you, and I respect your experiences, and know they're different than mine, but we have to respect our elders for their wisdom, especially some people, the younger people of today, need to understand that, hey, I've been alive for 68 years on Earth, you know. I've had a lot of experiences. I've made some mistakes. And I've, I learn things every day, new things every day. And going back to the ETs out there, did you know that there are thousands of sentient beings in a federation of sovereign planets, intergalactic. Can you dig that word? Intergalactic federation of sovereign planets. 
Now, what is one thing in common that all those sentient beings have that were inducted into the Federation? They are extremely intelligent. And that's one thing we need to do, my friends, is increase our intelligence. You know, thinking outside the box, being open-minded, having conversations where you're not telling someone this is the way it is, just like me. No, I'm just kidding. Because I always invite anyone who has a different opinion. I learn from other people. All the books I've read from other people, I've learned from them. So I'm just kind of spouting what they taught me, you know? But I have my own beliefs. Hold on just a minute. The door was open. One of our dogs just came out. She's gone out to the backyard. Anyway, I've only got a few minutes left. And I sure would like to make contact with our extraterrestrials, you know, before I die. And I know they're out there. There's some, there's some called the Verdants, V-E-R-D-A-N-T-S, who are supposedly the predominant species, the dominant species in the universe. And I would so like to meet one of them, you know, just to have a conversation with one of them would be such an enlightening experience. You know, because these beings are able to travel, travel around the universe in very quick fashion, you know, warping time, space, and traveling interdimensional. I've got, only got a few seconds left, my friends, so I won't be here next week because I'm going to go visit my son on the 23rd, back on the 27th. So I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Take good care of yourselves. I love you. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll talk with you on the following Saturday. And may the creator of the universe, God, bless us all, everyone. Bye-bye.